Hello again, and welcome back to the second episode of the Gathering My Thoughts MTG podcast of the new year. My name is Spencer, and once again, I'm talking about Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Today, I want to go over all of the creature types that we have seen in previous iterations of Kamigawa sets, um, and I want to talk about what their sort of mechanical identities were and see if we can extrapolate some things that we might be able to see in the upcoming set, the end of next month, um, from that information. So, but before uh, I do that, give me a second to gather my thoughts. So original Kamigawa block contained literal dozens of creature types. Many of them were inspired by Japanese mythology and had a unique appearance and identity even related to um, other creatures on, on different planes with similar creature types. However, that block was originally spread spread out between three different sets. And Neon Dynasty is just going to be one set. Um, in addition to that, uh, it's been 1,200 years since we were last on Kamigawa. So who knows if they will have space to put all of those creature types, um, or if even all of those creature types are still around. Um, but let's, let's talk about that, I guess. Before we get uh, too carried away talking about these creature types, I want to mention that there are a lot of creature types that are not unique to Kamigawa. Things like human, shaman, soldier, so on and so forth. These are just magic creatures that show up and, and uh, get those typings just because they make sense. And not necessarily because they were uh, mechanically relevant to Kamigawa as a plane. However, I do want to mention that as I was looking through all the types, I did come across wizard, warrior, cleric, and rogue which are relevant because in standard right now, we still have um, Zendikar Rising that has the party mechanic that cares about those particular creature types. Now, I don't think that party will be a theme or, a, or even relevant in any way to Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, but it is possible that we see um, some creature types to maybe uh, power up the, that mechanic from, from Zendikar. So... The ones, the creature types that I want to talk about are the ones that are sort of unique to Kamigawa. And I'm going to list those out right now, uh, so just so you can kind of hear them. They were ninjas, samurai, monks, ogres, demons, rats, moon folk, snakes, foxes, goblins, and of course spirits. Now, there were also a lot of sort of subcategories of spirits. For example, there was a cycle of spirit dragons. Um, there were uh, spirit Kirin. Uh, there were Zuberas. And then the Myojin did not get the, their own unique creature type, but they were also sort of a subclass of um, spirits. So I want to talk about those creature types and what they cared about, because it's kind of interesting to see some of these patterns here. So... Uh, you, first of all, a lot of these creature types, based on whether they were race or class types, cross over. For example, there were a lot of rat ninjas and a lot of fox samurais. And the ogres and the demons, for some reason, mechanically cared about each other. And so I, I, I'm not uh, up to date as much as I should be on the lore of Kamigawa to know, like, if there was a, a, uh, Vorthos reason for these creature types to, um, for these races to often 
have uh, those classes. Um, but it's a, a common theme that we have seen in previous versions of Kamigawa that maybe we get to see again. Maybe there are more rat ninjas versus snake, or excuse me, fox samurais. I'm not sure. But the, the ninjas and the samurai specifically got their own unique mechanic, which uh, none of the other races did, I don't think. Not, at least not a named mechanic, except spirits, but we'll get to them in a little bit. But the ninjas had one called ninjutsu that lets you replace an unblocked attacker on the battlefield with a uh, creature with ninjutsu from your hand. Uh, which was a very ninja type feeling, like it, they weren't there one second, and then all of, all of a sudden they were, and they and you were you know getting dealt damage, and it was a really cool ninja idea that has continued. Uh, every time we've seen ninjas, they've continued to have ninjutsu. So I fully expect, um, especially since we've already seen a card that is a ninja with ninjutsu, I fully expect to see that again in this set. The samurai though had an ability that was significantly less interesting it was called bushido and uh basically that was an ability that said when the creature with bushido blocks or becomes blocked it gets plus one plus one until the end of the turn so if it is in combat with another creature it gets a slight uh power toughness boost um, that is probably a, a decent ability and fine for maybe drafting or, or you know, other, uh, like the meta at the time perhaps, uh, but is not very flashy and not very strong. And honestly, I don't really expect to see Samurai have Bushido again, um, just for those reasons exactly. And so I bet Wizards looks and finds a way to um, apply or, or to, to sort of translate another aspect of being a samurai to that tribe um, that makes it a little more interesting. Or perhaps they take Bushido and try to reimagine it a little bit so when a creature blocks or becomes blocked, something more interesting happens. Because uh, I imagine there's probably design space around there. Um, but who knows? Uh, we'll we'll kind of have to wait and see on that. But I do expect to see some sort of change because samurai were so... Um, sort of uninteresting, if you will, the first time around. Um, monks were, were sort of the next creature type that I had written up here, and they really didn't have a mechanical identity. There were monks in all colors, um, and they had just lots of different things that they were that they were trying to do. And I don't know that wizards will try to give them a mechanical identity, because really they're sort of there aesthetically. It's like a really cool thing that a lot of times people will think of in Asian cultures is, are these monks that are sort of peaceful or are martial artists or whatever it is. And so I don't know if they will get a mechanical identity or even if they will show up. Um, but if they do, that would be super cool. Um, I mentioned before that ogres and demons were some, for some reason related to each other. They both kind of care about sacrificing things. They kind of care about dealing damage. Um, demons are sort of a recurring theme in uh, Japanese mythology. Um, and so, and I don't really know what the ogre's connection is, but for some reason in Kamigawa, ogres care about demons, demons care about ogres. Um, and so we have already seen actually a card, the new Hidetsugu, that is a ogre demon that has now sort of combined these two creature types. And wouldn't you know, cares about sacrificing things and dealing damage. So Maybe that is something that we uh, will expect to see sort of in the future. 
I, I mentioned that rats sort of care about ninjas. Um, but rats also cared about other rats. Um, and for some reason, hand size, like your opponent's hand size decreasing or uh, like the number of cards that you have in your hand or things like that. So maybe those are the kinds of things that we can see more of from rats in, in Neon Dynasty. Now, I will say that I have sort of a secret hope that ninjas are going to be these sort of like robo cyberpunk ninjas. Um, and if that's the case, a robo cyberpunk ninja rat sounds kind of cool. I would be down for that kind of thing. There were ninjas in, in a lot of different tribes, not just rats, but, uh, but it would be cool. I hope I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed to see, um, robo ninja rats. Um, similarly, foxes. Uh, there were samurai in lots of different tribes, but many foxes were also samurai, and and the foxes cared for that reason mechanically about samurai. But the other thing that they do is they prevent damage, um, and so they sort of had this like bushido damage prevention uh, type uh, mechanic that they were really working with, and maybe we see that again. I think that would be really interesting. Um, but like I say, I just hope the Bushido mechanic does something more if it comes back. And if it doesn't, that they'd find some more interesting way to apply samurai and by extension foxes. So that's sort of an addition to my uh, samurai comments earlier. Just basically apply that all to the foxes tribe as well. Um, and then moon folk are one of the most interesting tribes, I think, from Kamigawa. Probably my favorite. Their mechanic was that you could pay a certain amount of mana and return a certain number of lands from the battlefield to your hand to get an ability. Uh, I don't really know, uh, like, in-world what that, uh, why that was their ability, but they were such a cool tribe. They do the, that's a, an ability that colors in Magic don't really do. No one really cares about putting lands back in your hand, um, and it just felt so unique and interesting. And it really made me, I, I, I've tried to build around Moonfolk before, and I've had to like figure out like unique ways to put lands into play or to not care about lands. Or Anyways, it was just a really inspiring uh, tribe that I really hope we see again. However, I will say that I think Moonfolk are potentially the uh, tribe that is most likely to have gone extinct from Kamigawa. Um, I don't have a lot of reason for that, and we also do know that uh, Tamio is a moon folk, and so they're not completely gone, um, but, but it just seems to me like that race might not uh, be like still around after these 1,200 years because of different things that might have happened uh, in the meantime. I don't really have a lot of hard proof, a lot of hard evidence for that, um, if we look at the the structure of the set, spirits obviously are in lots of different colors, but in Innistrad, blue-white were sort of the strong spirit colors, and I assume we could probably expect to see more of that, as well as spirits in other colors, because literally spirits are a Wooburg tribe in Kamigawa, and so we'll see them everywhere, but uh, if they are really heavy in blue, then there just might not be enough room uh, for moon folk, but I hope we do see them. They are my my favorite tribe um, from Kamigawa, but we'll just sort of have to wait and see. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about are snakes, and snakes are interesting uh, because um, 
they, they these the the Kamigawa snakes are these sort of humanoid forearm archer type tribes, which is cool. It's just different from any other way we've ever seen snakes in Magic's past. Um, they mechanically cared about dealing combat damage. They were a really aggressive, like attacking tribe. Um, they also cared about snakes, like they would buff each other up or uh, or benefit you from different snakes dealing damage or doing different things. And they also cared about putting lands into play and generating free mana. There were a lot of cards that say at the beginning of your main phase, you know, make a green mana. And back in the day, this was sort of a catch-22 mechanic because it was really nice if you could cast big expensive things. But there was also a, uh, a rule back in the day called mana burn where if you didn't spend your mana by the end of uh, a phase, you would take damage equal to the amount of mana left in your pool. And so it really incentivizes you to try to use your mana efficiently. Um, and so this, this snake's mechanic was cool, but it also could be dangerous if you didn't have a, a way to use it. So mana burn is no longer really a thing in Magic. It's not really a problem. And I don't really expect to see that ability come back. Um, it would be hard to fit that theme into an already jam-packed Neon Dynasty set, but maybe there's sort of a nod to it because it was a very popular theme among the snake, the snake tribes. So, Next up, uh, we have goblins. For some reason, goblins were a very prominent creature type in Kamigawa, and they had a very unique aesthetic compared to goblins from Dominaria or other sets that we had um, been to before that. Um, I, I kind of like the way they look. They are honestly very goblin-looking, um, more so than um, other planes that we've seen goblins on. Uh, but they mechanically cared about sacrificing your own lands. Um, they were in mono-red because of that, and so they would, you would sacrifice a mountain to get plus two, plus two till the end of the turn, or different things like that. And so it was sort of an all-or-nothing type um, ability, and I don't think it was very good. Uh, honestly, Wizards has been dialing back on mechanics that hurt the player uh, because as people use those kinds of mechanics, they realize that they don't really like that, and that is fair. Uh, and so I, I sort of doubt that goblins will um, have that same sacrifice-your-own-lands ability unless they find a way to turn that downside into more of an upside. Um, something that can stick around longer or something that can snowball or something like that. Because losing your lands in Magic is a big deal and really difficult to um, come back from. So last but not least, I mentioned this before, but spirits were the biggest tribe. Um, you've got them in all colors. You've got subcategories of spirits. And more or less, all spirits cared about when you cast spirit or arcane spells. Um, personally, I haven't mentioned this a lot because I hope, I just don't want to jinx it, but Arcane is my number one favorite mechanic from all of Kamigawa. And I really hope that they find a way to get that back into the set somehow. Um, but I doubt that the application will be exactly the same as it was before. So I'm not going to get my hopes up too much on Arcane, mostly because I just really want it to happen. Um, and don't want to be disappointed. But... Uh, I imagine that spirits will continue to care about spirits. I don't know what the application of that will be. Um, and maybe it will be broad and sweeping because spirits are so common on this plane. Um, 
But I mentioned before that spirits also have subcategories. There are Kirin that mostly care the same, like I said before, about other spirits um, and arcane spells. There was Zubera, which is one of the lesser known tribes of magic that I hope we get another cycle of because I think there are only seven Zubera from the original Kamigawa block, but every one of them have an ability that says when this creature dies, get X ability for every single, or X benefit rather, for every Zubera that died this turn. So they really reward you for playing more Zubera and committing to that theme. And I really like uh, mechanics like that. And I hope we can, I hope we get at least five more because the tribe really needs it. And then there were the spirit dragons that we've sort of talked about extensively um, in the past. So basically, I have five creature types that I really want to see, and I really hope are in um, this new set. Those are samurai, uh, with the um, caveat that I hope they find a cool new mechanic or rework the Bushido mechanic to make it really good. Um, ogres, because I just think ogres are kind of cool. Uh, I like that they work with demons so well, and I think that there's some interesting themes and decks that you could probably build around those ideas. And I'm excited to see how they sort of expand the ogre creature type from this set. I mentioned before, I love Moonfolk, and I want to see um, the Moonfolk tribe uh, be good, even though I kind of have this weird feeling that maybe they won't have Moonfolk. I don't know. Uh, Kamigawa is the only set with Moonfolk, so maybe they just can't, they can't afford to just kill off the tribe for all, those, all of us Moonfolk fans out there. Um, and then Zuberas. I, I think that Zuberas are great, and I would love to have a whole bunch of them, even though they're sort of this uh, um, unique, obscure tribe. Oh, and lastly, snakes. Um, snakes are interesting, but I have this uh, gripe about snakes that I want to share. Maybe you agree with me, maybe not. Um, maybe this just comes from ignorance on my part, but I don't really understand why magic has uh, two creature types for snakes. Uh, specifically snakes and nagas. Um, I understand that they sort of come from different um, mythologies, but it makes it difficult, especially for tribal commander lovers, to try and build a snakes deck or to try and build a naga deck because there are so many cards that reasonably should be members of the tribe that just aren't. So what I really want to see is snakes change to naga or nagas change to snakes. Um, Feel free to correct me about why uh, I am wrong and, cre and the, the creature types need to stay um, separate from each other. But in my head, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, and I would really love to, uh, to see more snakes uh, or more nagas. Either one or, one or the other, just combine them. Um, and then as far as creature types that I do not expect to see, I sort of mentioned moon, moon folk, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I really do want to keep want to see those. But I doubt that we're going to see the Myojin because those were fairly big characters that just probably aren't around anymore. I know that there was one that traveled to Dominaria or something like that and ended up dying. And so I assume that probably all the Myojin are gone. Um, and similarly, I don't really expect to see Kirin. Um, that was sort of uh, the Kirin's abilities were related to casting instant or sorry, casting spirits or arcane spells. And I doubt that that is going to be um, a theme in the same way as it was last time. 
And so they probably just don't have enough room for multiple cycles of rare or mythic cards like Myojin, the dragons that we've already seen, and also the Kirin. So no Myojin, no Kirin, fingers crossed on hopefully Moonfolk. Uh, and yeah, that's all I have to say, I think, about the creature types. Please let me know if I missed anything about these creature types or if I missed a whole tribe um, and we need to talk about that. Um, let me know what your predictions are. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at again underscore penguin or on Instagram at dpenguinagain. Um, these, the, yeah, you can contact me there and, and let me know. Um, uh, you can also find my articles that I write for cardgamebase.com. Uh, if nothing else, I'm definitely going to be doing a upgrade guide for the commander decks that are coming out with Neon Dynasty, um, as well as wh whatever else uh, I'm able to get out there for that site. So otherwise, uh, thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back in a week talking about uh, the mechanics from the old Kamigawa sets, sort of in a similar style as, as we talked about the creature types this time. Um, and then after that, there should be spoilers to talk about and things, uh, some more, you know, Kamigawa themes. So I'm, re I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.